0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the CircuitPython Weekly for May twenty eighth, 2019. This is our time of the week when we get together to talk about all things CircuitPython related. Um, I am Katni. I am sponsored by Adafruit to work on CircuitPython, along with a couple other people in the chat. Uh, This weekly happens normally at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific time on Mondays. However, uh, when we have US holidays, or other um, potential reasons, we do move the meeting every so often. As you can see, we are currently talking on a Tuesday. So um, that uh, will sometimes happen and we'll always announce it in the CircuitPython Discord channel. Um, This meeting is recorded. So you are uh, being recorded if you are participating and if you wanna listen later, uh, there is that opportunity. We also video record the text chat, the CircuitPython channel on Discord. Uh, The meeting itself takes place in the CircuitPython audio chat. Um, Anyone is welcome to join. You can even join and lurk uh, if you are not interested in participating or feel like you wanna get a feel for it before you do. um, Please join us, it's absolutely fine. Also, if you don't have a microphone, let me know um, and you can paste your updates into the text chat and I will read them off. Um, we have a notes document that has all the information from the meeting and uh, everybody's hug reports and status updates. So if you are less interested in audio or video and you just want to read the notes and see what's going on, that's also uh, an option that's available. Um, this meeting is in five parts. Uh, first is community news, where we talk about things that are going on in the community, Python-related, and so on. Um, the next is the state of Circuit Python and its libraries, which is a statistical overview of the entire project. Um, after that, we get into Hug Reports, which is an opportunity to call people out for doing something good, um, sort of a counter to bug reports. Uh, next is Status Updates, um, where we take a few minutes to talk about what... Um, Talk about what everyone's up to, uh, what you've done over the last week since the last meeting and what you're going to do over the next week until the next meeting. Um, That is actually how this meeting started, was a sync up between the core developers and eventually it blossomed into this amazing um, community uh, group chat. And the last thing is In the Weeds, which is an opportunity for more long-form discussions Um, If there's something that comes up at any point that you think is something that will take longer than the few minutes that you normally take for status updates, post it into the chat or put it in the notes doc and we will discuss it at the end of the meeting. Um, Or if you already know that you have something um, that you think would be better off uh, with a long form discussion, just let us know and we will circle back to it uh, once we reach in the weeds. So the first thing we have is community news. Um, so let's see, so for folks who know about or use screen readers, uh, please check out circuitpython.org and add any PRs that we need to make it work better for screen readers. Um, obviously it's not something that any of us internally use. So, uh, that's why we're sort of putting out a call for help for people who do, um, to let us know because we want this website to be as accessible as possible. Um, there is now an Atom plugin for CircuitPython. Uh, you should check that out. I will paste the link into the chat. Um, we have a how-to on creating custom boards, custom CircuitPython boards. Um, we've added more boards to CircuitPython.org, so go ahead and check that out. Um, it's CircuitPython.org downloads we'll get you to the whole list and you can take a look at what's going on with that. Um, Some of the boards that we've added is the RoboHat MM1 by Robotics Masters, the Escornabot Make Tech by Electronic Cats, the Programmable USB Hub by Capable Robot Components, and Pygamer by Adafruit. And we also um, are noting the fact that Python is now in Windows 10, uh, which is an amazing development. And um, there will be a guide coming soon about how to utilize that um, and what options are available and that sort of thing. So next up, we have the state of CircuitPython and its libraries. Like I said, this is sort of a statistical overview of the project. We do talk a little bit about um, sort of where we're at with, uh, with the project, with our code, that sort of thing, um, just to get a better idea of, of where the project is. Um, so the we, we'll, first we'll talk about overall, then we'll talk about the core and then we'll talk about the libraries separately. So overall, we had 22 pull requests merged uh, by 13 authors. This is starting to become the norm, which is pretty much amazing. Um, there's a few names in here that I don't recognize. Uh, Zach No, Peter Hinch, uh, TGS, JP um, JPCore maybe. Um, I just wanna call out the new people um, because it's always amazing that we are every week starting to get more uh, new contributors, and that's super important. Um, we had nine reviewers, uh, including Matt Land who, and uh, D Harada, who are sort of newer to uh, the project as far as I know, and definitely newer to reviewing. So thank you so much. Um, and thank you to all of our reviewers as uh, reviewing is not only a crucial part of the um, whole system, uh, it's also a great way to get started. So if you're not sure where to start with joining up Um, with the project, consider reviewing a PR. Um, It can be anything from checking to make sure there's no typos to downloading and testing the code if you have the hardware um, and everything in between. And if this is something that you are new to, we have a guide on how to, uh, how best to give a review um, or at least suggestions about how to do that and uh, we are perfectly willing to help you through that whole process. Um, As for issues, we had 11 closed by 9 people and 15 opened by 12 people. So we're currently net up, um, but that's, you know, how it goes. So uh, let's talk about the core. We had three pull requests merged by three authors and one reviewer. Um, There are 12 open pull requests right now. There's a list of those in the notes. Um, I don't know entirely the status of... Uh, What those PRs are, but um, definitely if you want to, some of them are long-term PRs, but others of them are definitely things that you could take a look at and review if you wanted to. Um, We had one issue closed by one people and one person rather, and five open by four people and leaving us with 170 open issues on the core. Um, Another important thing is our active milestones. We now have a 4X milestone. Um which has 39 open issues. And that is now that we have 4.0 stable out, um, that is where we're going to be focusing. Um, we have a 4XX milestone, which is bug fixes that has one open issue. So that's something we'll take a look at as well. Obviously um, we put out uh, 4.0.1 uh, as soon as releasing 4.0. So um, any bugs you find with that, please report them. Please let us know, file an issue. Um, and uh, we will... Um, We will take a look at that and add it to that milestone Um, and as well we have two issues not assigned to a milestone we want to make sure that all of them get assigned Um, it's the best way to track them and if things aren't assigned we can possibly miss them um, depending on what our current focus is so uh, overall with the core uh, the important thing is that we released 4.0 stable um, followed by 4.0.1 which again is how it goes Um, we're just looking for people to start using it and um, so test your projects, update your stuff, let us know if things are working, let us know if they're not, um, that sort of thing. So we have download stats by board. I uh, will not go through individually, but so far this week we had 914 downloads of 4.0.1. Um, I don't remember exactly what day it was released, so I'm not sure how that, um, I'm not sure how that looks, uh, in terms of, um. In terms of, like, relative to normal, um, obviously 3.1.2, which was our previous stable, was getting a significant number of downloads, uh, but 4.0.1 is very new, so it's not at all surprising that it's lower. And we also have 4.0.0 RC3 downloads, uh, which is 527. Um, It's also broken down by language, which is also in the notes, uh, if you want to take a look at that. Um, And that is what's going on with the core. So next up is libraries. Uh, We had 19 pull requests merged by 12 authors. Um, All of our new authors are in the libraries uh, list of authors. So thank you very much for that. And our two new reviewers are also on the libraries. We currently have 30 open pull requests. This is down from last week, which is good. Um, I know there are some long-term pull requests in here, but there are definitely some that are recent. So if you are interested in that, um, if you go to circuitpython.org libraries contributing, um, you can find a list of these and uh, with links and take a look at them and see if anything is something that you can test or something you can review or take a look at or anything like that. Um, we had 10 closed issues by eight people and 10 open by nine people, leaving us at net zero in the library section. Uh, we have 107 open issues, which are also located Um, A list of them is also located at that same link, which is there. So, um, like I said, uh, we are working towards more libraries. We're working towards um, shoring up the current stable release. And then also uh, we have started focusing on what 4.1 might look like and adding new features and so on. Um, So, we're in a pretty good place. The best thing that you can do to help is to use CircuitPython. Use the stable version, um, download it, test your projects, test whatever it is you're doing, and then file issues if you run into anything. Um, And that is the state of CircuitPython and the libraries. Uh, Next up is hug reports. So hug reports sort of came out of a thing that Adafruit does in their internal weekly meeting where everyone has the opportunity to, um, you know, call someone out for doing something good. Uh, We call it sort of a counter to bug reports. The idea is that this doesn't happen enough and people are always doing awesome things and should be highlighted uh, for those awesome things. Um, We do this section and the next one in a round robin. I will start and then we go um, alphabetically down the list and loop back to the top and then come back to me. So I will start as an example and then uh, we will continue um, through the rest of the list. There may be some notes in the document for people that are not in the meeting, um, at which point I will read those off uh, also alphabetically. Um, If you are text only, feel free to paste your updates into the chat um, and I will read those off as well. Um, but if you are audio when I call on you, uh, unmute your mic and let us know what you're up to. So first up, uh, hug reports, I will get started. Um, I want to give a huge hug report to uh De Harada, Dylan, for taking the time to give me feedback from his classmates at PyCon and the CircuitPython sprints that they and he participated in um, and providing his for providing his own feedback on his experiences. I... I'm doing a wrap-up blog post, um, and there were 17 high schoolers that attended PyCon together from the same school, I believe, uh, and a number of them sprinted with us at PyCon, and it was an incredible experience. Um, Just watching them learn and explore and so on and so forth was amazing. And so when I was doing the wrap-up post, I decided that I wanted to try and get feedback from them and uh, Dylan has been um, very involved with CircuitPython since the sprint. So I contacted him and on his own he came up with a list of questions and um, asked around and four other classmates answered all the questions. It's a great amount of information. There will be a blog post, um, separate blog post for that um, just to highlight everything that, that they said and, and what they're doing and what it meant to them. So uh, Dylan, thank you very much for that. Um, I want to thank Melissa for providing her feedback on PyCon. We had an internal debriefing document uh, that um, uh, Roy also uh, helped out with. um, And it was a lot of good information and stuff that we can learn from for next year. And um, just sort of gave us an overall view of how PyCon went, which was excellent. Uh, Thank you to Dan for reviewing the PyCon notes, uh, even though you thought that um, they were quite exhaustive and had nothing to add, but thank you for taking a look. Um, I want to give a hug report to Sedacious for persevering through some frustrating board design issues. Um, He's been designing some boards recently and run into problems and has stuck with it, and so I wanted to give a hug for that. And lastly, um, a hug report to community moderators for keeping up with things this weekend. I was unavailable, and it was a great relief to know that I didn't need to worry about Discord. Um, Every time I would check in, if anything had happened it was already taken care of. So thank you so much for helping to make our Discord server the amazing place that it is. Um, and Clear North is lurking, so uh, next up is Maker Melissa.
1: Hi. Um, okay, so first of all, I report to Lady for helping me get some of the less tested languages uh, going for the guide I've been working on. And, um, a hug report to PT for helping make the community a better place and a hug report to you, Katni, for helping answering my hundreds of questions.
0: You're very welcome. <laughs> All right. So lurking, lurking next up is Sedacious.
2: Howdy. I have a hug report for Katni and SummerSoft for helping me deal with some Pi Pi and Travis things. Uh, Another one for Katni for helping me figure out how to test stuff with Blinka. Uh, one for Lamor for giving me an intro to uh, the Arcana that is Volcano and helping me work through some I2C issues with the uh, chip that was being weird. Uh, another one to Dylan Diherrada for continuing to help manage PRs, do reviews, all that good stuff, and also for taking the initiative um, to start teaching himself to start teaching himself C. Um, I do not doubt for half a second, he's going to be an amazing contributor and, uh, I look forward to seeing what he comes up with. And, uh, last but not least one more to for being very understanding as I shot myself in the foot several times and that's it for me.
0: Thanks. All right. Next up is Summersoft. Um, so,
3: uh, hug to Megapalyssa. Uh, for making the move to a full-time Adafruiter that we learned last week. Um, I just, I didn't get a, a hug in for that last week, so I wanted to get one in this week. Um, one to Joseph. Um, I put in notes the last couple of days, but he's worked on this Adam package, I think just in the last 24 hours. Um, and it's really nice and it's awesome to have an additional option for uh, the community to work uh, in Adam and then a group of hug beyond that.
0: All right, thanks very much. Next up is Brent.
4: Hello, Um, hug report to Melissa for work on Blinka. It's really neat to see all these boards getting dropped and a group hug to everybody.
0: All right, thank you. Um, And I have some notes for Carter who is lurking, so I will read those off. Um, Hug report to Katney for helping fix PyPI on the MCP 230XX, which I broke with a refactor. Uh, to Dan for continued efforts in the forums, and to others I'm probably forgetting. So group hug. Um, let's see, lurking, lurking, lurking. Next up is Dan.
5: Hi, hi everyone. So I'd like to I'd like to thank, as as Caddy mentioned, we have written an internal document, sort of deep, uh, writing up our experiences at PyCon, and parts of that will go into a blog post. About our experiences, so Catney, Roy and Melissa worked on that very extensively, and that was great. I didn't have anything to add to it after reading. Um, Lady Ada and Maker Melissa are trying to work on um, fonts for uh, languages with other than Roman characters, and uh, they're working hard on that, and that's really great. We we need we need that, but getting them to the display on displays is, is really important, and then. Uh, and sort of ongoing maintenance, um, someone named MB Graham in the forums uh, noticed that with 4.0, uh, uh, HID stopped, you stopped being able to move the mouse in a negative direction. Uh, Carter noticed that, passed that on to me, and we got that fixed right away. And it'll get into the frozen library soon. Okay.
0: All right. Excellent. Thank you. Next, I have notes for Doc Malo who has a hug report for me, Katni, for the one-on-one code review and assistance with the ESP32 SPI Wi-Fi manager code I've been working on. Next up is Jerry, who is also lurking, but has a group hug. Glad to be part of this community. All right, and next up is Joseph. Yeah, hi. I
6: uh, just want to say thank you for being so welcoming and mainly for all the questions I've asked about making the Atom plugin and yeah, big thanks to everyone.
0: Oh. Well, thank you very much. We're happy to have you. All right. And that is hug reports. So next up is status updates. Status updates are also run in a round robin, uh, where I will start and we will go around, um, take a couple minutes to just tell us what you're working on. Um, tell us, uh, what it is you're going to be working on. Um, If you're working on a project, if you're working on anything, um, we've heard about bathroom remodels. Uh, We just wanna know what's going on. Um, It's a great opportunity for us to connect with community and connect with each other um, and just sync up. So, um, and it's also an opportunity for people to give you tips and tricks on anything you're running into. So uh, I will get started and... um, I keep taking time codes so that is why you keep hearing me type so last week uh, i did the pi gamer guide and that went out on saturday i believe uh, i did the fritzing object for pi gamer which was a beast um, the more complicated the silkscreen on any given board the more complicated the fritzing becomes so uh worked on um, worked on that. And also, um, I moved this weekend, so I am currently sitting amongst many, many piles of things um, and <laughs> will be de- dealing with that uh, as time goes on. Um, so, this week, uh, I'll be doing the meeting wrap up. Um, we process this and post it to YouTube uh, and um, put that information in various places. So, I will be working on that. Um, I am also working on the MCP 9600 guide. Uh, It's a thermocouple amplifier. Um, I already added the CAD files to GitHub and um, I'll be finishing up uh, what I can with that guide until I get the board. Uh, I actually wrote the CircuitPython library for it before I had it. uh, So I will have it tomorrow and finally be able to test that um, and work on that. Um, I have uh, so much email that I will be going through i um, reviewing the circuitpython.org board PRs that uh, Mike will be putting in at some point this week. Um, I need to do my two blog posts for PyCon wrap-up, both the general PyCon wrap-up and the um, the one that I'm doing uh, based on the feedback from Dylan. And then hopefully we have time sometime this week um, to finalize the circuitpython.org libraries and contributing setup. It is currently not automatic and um, that is something that we need to change. It's probably something fairly simple, but it's a matter of sitting down and figuring it out. So um, hopefully that occurs this week and that I think sums up um, what I will be up to, unless I run out of things to do, which seems unlikely, um, at which point we are going to work on a pie badge wrapper library where um, all the features are integrated and you can just call them all from one place. So that is next up on my list. Um, However, I don't foresee it happening this week. Um, So it may be on the list next week. Uh, And that is my status update. Um, LED Squibs, are you lurking or would you like to give us a status update? I'm going to guess lurking. So I will go ahead and go on to Melissa.
1: Okay. Um, Let's see. I worked on typing up my notes for PyCon. I worked on getting uh, fonts displaying for the more complicated language fonts like Hebrew and Japanese. Uh, Main challenges on that were... The Japanese font set is huge and the Hebrew is backwards. <laughs> um and then I worked on uh getting the Pi badge conference uh badge guide into moderation. And so we're trying to work through getting that uh finished. And I updated the SSD thirteen thirty-one um uh, Arduino guide, I had a small a couple of small image updates in the SSD 1351 guide. Um, I added enable enabled display to the Arduino ST77XX uh, library. And I tested some similar functionality on the HX8357 display, but uh, I was having trouble because the backlight wasn't turning off and I couldn't get it to do it programmatically yet. Uh, and I got the Orange Pi R1 merged into the blink library. Uh, next week I am going to update the Orange Pie guide with the Orange Pi R1 stuff. I'm gonna work on a guide for display IO using breakouts and shields. I'm gonna I have a PR uh, that I issue that I need to take a look at something about asserts of the CircuitPython motor library. Um, I'm gonna test the Orange r one more thoroughly with Blinka. And I'm going to uh, try and get enable display working on the remaining Arduino displays. And that's what I have.
0: All right, thank you very much. Um, we have Lurkers, and that means next up is Sedacious.
2: Hey, so last week I finished version 1 of the B- CircuitPython and Arduino drivers with a little bit of help from Lamar to figure out how to do I2C for CircuitPython properly, because it chips a little weird. Um, that's version one. There's going to be a 1.1 or 1.2 coming out before too long, because we're uh, waiting on the board that I sent out last week uh, to enable more features. So once I get the feature-rich board back in, I'll be adding more stuff to the driver. Let's see. I also sent out a little test board, like a OLED friend we can test some uh, a new OLED display that we got in, um, and then make sure it works and figure out how to turn it into something. Uh, I finished the guide for the LPS35HW. It's pretty much ready to go out the door. All dots are dotted and crosses are crossed. Uh, it's um, I think the board, the panels are coming in this week, so they should be in the shop sometime soon. Um, so, next week, this week, uh, I'm working on some little widgets for connecting NeoPixels together in um, either in use so that they're like parallel with each other or little corner pieces so they you can make like a box or whatever. And I have to do different versions for every different uh, density of NeoPixels so they all line up properly and whatnot. Um, doing a, I should be assembling the new BD34 board and testing it and working on the driver. Um, and same thing with uh, the OLED that's coming back in. And, of course, I always have more, more driver and support work. Uh, last but not least, I'm leaving on Thursday to go to New York for the Five Points Festival, where my wife is and was invited to a show to show her work, and she's also going to be selling stuff. And while we're there, we're going to eat lots of pizza and stop by HQ to say hello. And that's about it.
0: All right. Excellent. Thank you very much. Next up is Summersoft.
3: Hello again. Um, All right. So last week um, for CircuitPython build tools, um, I fixed the PyPI deployment issue that I created. (laughs) Um, For Adabot, I fixed um, one of the validators for ensuring that uh, the library name was in example files. Um, would trip up on non-Python files, which aren't included in the bundle anyway. Um, so I cleared that up, um, but there are some things um, that aren't easily fixed on the repo side. Uh, for instance, uh, for libraries that are that cover multiple versions of a board or of a chip. Um, for instance, the uh, ADS1X15 library um, it has two example files um, for each of the variants for the one oh one five and the one 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 five um which it still trips up on um it's not a big thing there's about three of them right now Mm -hmm. um i did a little bit of regexing last night um i think i can work around it um using some regex and some slicing um but we'll see um and then uh i dove into um there was an occurrence where the release notes weren't properly documenting the contributors, uh, um, on, on PR, um, I walked through the code step-by-step step in a terminal, um, and everything kind of seemed to be okay when I did it that way. Um, and then I look back through the most more recent, um, release notes and it all kind of seems to be working. So it may have just been a one-off something kind of failed that day. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I let it open and we'll just kind of keep an eye and keep monitoring it for now. Right on. Um, and then lastly, um, for my current experiment, for uh, running Rosie on a Raspberry Pi. Um, I I got to a point where I hadn't, you know, in, in building a framework where I hadn't actually thought about it beforehand. Mm-hmm. So I had to kind of get some examples and think about it. And I started looking in to the core repos tests, and I realized that I was really just doing the same thing that was already done. <laughs> um, so I, I kind of, put a pause on it. Um, I may move forward with it. One thing that we don't have that kind of was what sparked this was an, a way to physically test if something's doing or has a proper behavior or expected behavior. Uh, a simple example would be, you know, you, you create a uh, digital in out, set it to output on a particular digital, digital pin. You know, you set it high does it actually go high? You know, and then you can verify that in my, you know, with the MCP 3008 or something along those lines.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so that would be the simple side of physical testing that I'm, I have in my brain. Um, the what I have called the super duper optimistic example <laughs>
0: uh,
3: is: Does Display I O produce an, an image in the way that we expect it? And then to verify that with a Pi Cam and either. OpenCV or Tesseract OCR or something along those lines. Um, Again, super duper optimistic, not gonna happen this week sort Mm -hmm. of stuff. Um, So that's kind of where I was last week. Uh, For this week, it's kind of more, I've got my brain stuck on this and it's not going anywhere else. So Um, just kind of more experimenting with Rosie Pie, just kind of studying the current testing code in the core to see if I can use it, how to best use it and all that sort of stuff. Um, And then look into maybe writing a GitHub app um, to add as a check for PRs. Um, And if I know that the builds are already kind of long and I don't want to add to that, of course. So it may end up just being for fun. But but yeah, that's kind of what I have on this week. And then, um, yeah, that's about it.
0: All right. Excellent. Thank you. Next up is TG Techie
3: hello
6: again hello it's been a while um so last week was my last week of school so i finally had some time to sit back down and play with circuit python again um i fixed my broken pure circuit python tricorder
2: mm-hmm.
6: um and i convinced a friend to use a circuit python board that i'm trying to make um, for one of his projects so I have a beta tester for a potential board and um, I try to figure out how to support display rotation with locations of um, objects on the screen which is annoying if you want to make it look good and not just do the rotation from what I've seen so far Mm -hmm. and that's both last week and next week
0: all right. Excellent. Well, congratulations on being done with school. Thank
6: you. Uh, high school, I should add.
0: Right, right. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Next up is Brent.
4: Hello. Um, last week, I published a new module. It's a Circuit Python module for Microsoft Azure IoT you can connect your CircuitPython device to a Microsoft Azure IoT hub, and that lets you kind of open the door and bridge to other Microsoft's uh, Azure services. So if you want to do really um, crazy things with your data, like machine learning or data analytics, like really advanced stuff, um, now you can with CircuitPython. And I published a guide for using that to make a plant monitor. So if you have succulents and you're really bad with Plants that aren't succulents, like myself, um, you could use it to create a monitor with your Pi Portal. Mm-hmm. And um, as far as non-CircuitPython things as well, uh, the ESP8266 for data for Arduino after months of it not working, and um, there's a breaking release for it as well. And this week, I'm building out a CircuitPython library for the graphic coprocessor that Atmel makes. And the end goal is to create, like, a certificate signing request so you could connect to Adafruit.io or Azure without supplying your key every single time, which would be awesome. But it will also enable us to do some more, like, fast and secure stuff. So the tiny LoRa library for CircuitPython does AES within the library, Mm -hmm. it's quite slow. And we'd be able to kind of offload it like how we've been offloading Wi-Fi stuff. So more on that hopefully later this week.
0: All right, excellent. Next up is Dan.
5: Okay, so um, as I mentioned, um, I fixed an HID library issue that so the mouse could move the mouse in a negative direction. Um, That came up because there was a last-minute change to CircuitPython before 4.0 that did stricter testing of storing into byte arrays and things like that. Uh, I've updated the frozen libraries. It turned out that I had to invent a whole mechanism uh, because uh, we're really close to the limits of the the size of the Flash on a bunch of larger translations. Um, I had to invent a mechanism so that we could do clean builds of uh, certain boards. We used to, like, build... when we built a board, we'd build the first language then all the rest of the languages were built using the same um, compiled uh, sources but that doesn't work in certain cases when we need to change some parameters to make certain things fit so i added a mechanism so that you could force a clean build uh, on certain languages unfortunately that makes the builds take longer but that's true all the time as we add new boards um, it doesn't mean every every language is a clean build just the ones that need Clean. Um I'm working on uh refactoring the way we construct uh Bluetooth lower energy advertising packets, which mm-hmm. right now is done in C but could just as well be done in Python. And um that's some refactoring. Uh I am doing still keeping track of all the bootloader issues that people have and trying to Uh, support them in their upgrading bootloaders and figuring out when people have weird utilities installed that break um, the UF2 bootloader in various ways, like make the boot drive not show up and Mm -hmm. so forth. There are a bunch of third-party drivers that do that, so it would be nice if we could get around that. And so I will continue to work on BLE, and uh, there's a whole bunch of sort of technical debt, including some stuff that I wrote in the notes here that... um, Right now, we sort of we really have three kinds of builds, like small, medium, and large, but they're not broken out that way. And I need to break them out
3: mm-hmm. in
5: that way so that it's it's not kind of a per port or per board thing that we're doing. All right, so just it's there's there's an endless amount of stuff to do.
0: Obviously. Okay. <laughs> All right, excellent. Thanks, Dan. Um, I have notes from Doc Mallow who is lurking. Uh, Based on a code review with Katni on the ESP32 SPI library, going to refactor the connect function into two functions due to work and the holiday this weekend did not have time, so it will be at least a week or two before I finish the updates I'm working on. That is absolutely fine. Um, Next up, I have notes for Jerry, um, who is also lurking. Back from travel, still trying to remember what I was doing before I left. Should be reengaged this week. All right, and next up is Joseph.
2: Yes, so last couple of days, I've
6: been working on the Atom plugin. Uh, I'm trying to improve stability on that, Um, but it's the holidays right now and it's the week between two weeks of exams and then I've got another two weeks of exams. Mm. So um, yeah, uh, but then it's summer holidays and I'll be trying to contribute as much as I can.
0: Excellent, thank you very much. All right, and that is Hug Reports. Thank you, everybody. Or status updates. We already did hug reports. Um, That is status updates. Thank you, everyone. Um, Does anybody have uh, anything they want to talk about in the weeds? Um, As far as I know, nothing came up during status updates, but I will give anybody a minute if there is anything they want to talk about. All right. Um, oh, go ahead.
6: Um, I know that we now have Displayio as like a I'm it, universal display library. Mm-hmm. Has there been any talk about a universal touchscreen library?
0: Um, no. Okay. There has not been discussion. Okay. Um, not to say I... that we wouldn't uh, think about it. Um, is that something you're interested in doing, or you just wanted to know whether it existed?
6: I wanted to know if there was already a conversation so I could join in. Um, ah. I'm definitely interested in touchscreen and graphics stuff mm-hmm. um, and want to expand on what already exists to reinventing the wheel.
0: Right, right. Totally fair. Um, yes, as um, far as I know, it hasn't been discussed.
3: Okay. But wouldn't that fall in line with touch IO? I know touch IO is a little bit larger than just touch but
0: um, I'm not certain about that uh, Dan I don't know what your thoughts are on the idea of adding touchscreen support to touch IO or whether we'd want to do something separate
5: they're really different touch IO is just for um, I mean touch IO is just for, uh, it's just for raw pin touch stuff it's mm-hmm. not supporting touch
3: I mean, so it, it, doesn't it, do,
5: it doesn't do core at the lowest level, but uh, it's really a different. It, like these these, these touchio things provide a controller, right? For that, right?
6: Isn't the touchio couldn't have been named like capacitive touchio? Not like not change, but it's a synonym, so to speak.
5: Uh, well, I think one's to touch screens, and one is just pins. Okay, that's what I'd say. So. We call it TouchIO. Why do we call it TouchIO? Because it's a low-level thing that has to do with peripherals on the chip. Um, like uh, there actually are some hidden peripherals on the Sandy chips that are not well documented. You have to license software, which uh, do touch, which do capacitive touch. But just, yeah, you know, I think,
7: sorry, Soft. I think that is the the uh, q that references in reference to the Atmel Qtouch uh libraries right that, that uh that lady Ada uh uh license and then attempted to reverse engineer right early on in the project
6: that's when there was like a big blob from another code source right yeah
5: that's- exactly. It was, it was reverse engineered, and we tried to do the same for SamD51, but we didn't succeed, and then we came up with a general way to do it for any chip that has a, an analog converter, an analog, a, a, an A to D converter. So actually, I don't even think you need to do that. It's like you can just use GPIO, and you, it's there's a time constant. If you put a one meg resistor on the thing, you, you can do touch IO. So that's... There's, um, there's a, such a touch IO implementation for the NRF, which didn't have a, a particular peripheral. But these are not like for resistive or capacitive touchscreens. They're really much more low level than that. So there wouldn't be a native module. Like okay. touch IO, touch IO is a native C module. All right.
0: Awesome. Yeah,
7: in reference to that, most of the uh, touchscreens that I've seen actually have uh, driver boards you know uh, to, uh and actually have uh connections uh, c- separate connections for the uh, for the touchscreen versus the uh, actual display
6: mm, yeah like the IRIs in if fruit shop to have the ft 6236s on them right and the oh, yeah and the
7: and the standard res- raspberry pi uh uh touchscreen you know, you know, it's the same idea only for smaller displays. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, and you can buy these external chips that do capacitive touch for buttons, too. And they also have their own drivers, but they don't have to be native. Like, they're actually well, peripherals for that. We so. do
7: have one, one uh, touch touch uh, touch touch I.O. Uh, thing. Uh, the M M M E R one to one, but that's mm-hmm. that's for uh, individual pins, not for touch screen. But that's the kind of, uh, it would be nice to have a library that would handle uh touch screens, but I think it would be a little tough at this moment.
2: I think like, what yeah, what TG was bringing up is just the need user interaction library, I guess, lack of a better term, touch IO. Or touch, you know, touch screen, whatever is like one way of doing that. But, you know, just dealing with like abstracting button presses and whatever sort of human interaction could be useful. So, um,
6: before DisplayO was a thing popular, I was working on and got working a version of software that you could have buttons and things where you could both use a touch screen or a um, like D pad. Um, and it's kind of interpreting events and applying them to objects that are then put on screens, right? So, so is that of interest
5: to be cooked? Up? I, I think if you can come up with some, some general way of describing that and turn that into a Python library, that'd be great. Yeah, please sure. do think about how to kind of do it in a, in a kind of a device independent way and I don't know if you can feel that you can integrate from a UI point of view touch screens and touch buttons but maybe maybe you can okay so okay thank you okay
0: all right excellent thanks everybody um, I think we will go ahead and wrap up then um, this has been the circuit Python weekly for wait for it May 28th, 2019, Um, we are uh, on podcast services as well, so if you are interested in listening to this as a podcast, it is available. If it's not available on your favorite podcast service, please let us know. Um, It will be available on YouTube as well. Um, We're here every week uh, for the most part, uh, usually on Mondays, uh, depending on holidays and that sort of thing, uh, at 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Join us in the CircuitPython Discord channel and also the CircuitPython audio channel on Discord if you're ever interested in joining this meeting. You can feel free to join up and just listen in. You can feel free to participate. Um, We are happy to have you however you would like to join in. Um, And with that, I want to say thank you, everyone, for participating. And it's been great to find out what everyone's up to. And we will see you next week. Uh, on Monday at the normal time. Um, So thank you, everybody, and have an excellent rest of your week.
3: Thanks, everyone. Have a great week. Thanks, Katni,
7: running the meeting. You did a very good job. Thank you.